A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. <clears throat> Jesus said to Nicodemus, You must be born from, ab- from above. The wind blows where it wills, and you can hear the sound it makes, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus answered and said to him, How can this happen? Jesus answered and said to him, You are the teacher of Israel, and you do not understand this. Amen, amen, I say to you. We speak of what we know, and we testify to what we have seen. But you people do not accept our testimony. If I tell you about earthly things and you do not believe, how will you believe if I tell you about heavenly things? No one has gone up to heaven except the one who has come down from heaven, the Son of Man. And just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the desert, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, so that everyone who believes in him may have eternal life. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus says to Nicodemus, You are the teacher of Israel, and you do not understand this. And the statement sounds like a rebuke that our Lord's saying something like, well, you should understand this. You're the teacher of Israel. But the flip side of that is that Nicodemus is the teacher of Israel, that He's well-known among the Pharisees. He's well-respected among them. And yet he has the humility to seek understanding from our Lord. He's open to what might be new. And so he continues to ask questions like, how can this happen? And, and Jesus uses the analogy of the wind, that you, you see the effects of it, but you don't see it. And points back to this moment in which Moses, in taking care of the people of Israel, when seraph serpents were sent and the people were dying, Moses did what the Lord asked, which was to make a bronze serpent and mount it on a pole so that anyone who looked upon it would be saved. And that makes no sense. There's no logic to it. And yet Moses believed and followed the Lord unreservedly. He believed and followed the Lord unreservedly. Moses had this understanding that God is not bound by human principles or earthly laws, that he goes beyond nature. And 
And so, too, Jesus, who is God and man, goes beyond nature. He reaches beyond nature. He reaches beyond the normal things. And most especially, this is true when we're in abnormal circumstances that our Lord continues to reach toward us, that he continues to reveal himself to us, that his grace continues to be active in our own lives and in our own hearts. In in extraordinary circumstances, we can encounter him in extraordinary ways. And one of those extraordinary ways is the prayer we pray of spiritual communion, the prayer of longing, the prayer that expresses the desire of our hearts to be with him. And there's lots of different spiritual communion prayers that are floating around right now, which I'm very grateful for as... This prayer of spiritual communion has been a personal devotion for quite some time. It's, it's a reminder to us that, that our Lord is still always accessible. And when St. Thomas Aquinas talks about this prayer of spiritual communion, he says that some people receive sacramentally, but not spiritually that there are people who receive the Lord in the Eucharist and yet don't achieve that kind of spiritual communion because their hearts are not open. He says some people receive spiritually but not sacramentally, that there are those who do not have access to the Eucharist and yet they do receive him spiritually. They are in union with him. And others receive both. And receiving both is the epitome, it's the summit of everything. But we're reminded that when we cannot receive our Lord in the Eucharist in that kind of ordinary way that we're used to, he is accessible to us that he does desire to transform our hearts, that the Holy Spirit is sent upon us to bring us consolation and peace and to establish that kind of union in our hearts. Which is a union of love. It is a union with love. And many of us have been in the place of Nicodemus and asking these questions like, how can this happen? How is this possible? How will the church survive when we're not assembling on Sundays? And what if a bunch of people leave? And if a bunch of people leave, they probably were never here. be like saying to a military family, how will your marriage survive a deployment? 
but many marriages survive a deployment and the longing in their hearts grows. Even in the distance that they experience. And oftentimes they come back with a greater appreciation and a greater gratitude for the unity they experience in their marriages. And as so if Moses raised the serpent in the desert, so must the Son of Man be raised, that, that our faith lies in the fact that our Lord was raised on the cross, that our Lord did die for our sins, and then rose again on the third day, so that each of us also experienced death, that we may experience resurrection, transformation. And it is that resurrection and transformation that we celebrate and live in each day in this Easter season. And so today, let us pray that our faith be strengthened. That when we find ourselves in moments of questioning that we're open to the extraordinary ways that our Lord will continue to reach out to us and continue to manifest his love to us. We pray that the longing in our hearts may continue to grow that we may be filled with Gratitude and joy when we finally are reunited with him in the most holy sacrament of the altar. And now we pray together that prayer of spiritual communion, Lord Jesus Christ, although I cannot now receive you, in the most holy sacrament of the altar, I ask you to come spiritually into my heart and abide with me forever, you in me and I in thee, in time and in eternity. Amen. Amen.